APU. American Public University is proud to present Leading Forward. Welcome to our podcast today. I'm your host, Marie Gould Harper. Today, we are going to talk about what is trending in project management. My guest is Tia Jackson. I want to take a moment to provide some background information on her. Ms. Jackson brings over 20 years of project management and event production experience. Her expertise in managing multiple levels of software development implementations, providing project program management and event management support. She has managed information technology projects for over 20 years and has organized events with over 10,000 participants globally. As a technical project manager, business analyst, and leader, Tia's passion is relationship building and ensuring missions and visions are realized. Her years of experience includes working with the Department of Defense, Military Health Systems, and Veterans Affairs. Her efforts were recognized with a Military Honors Award for management work on a data project that securely removed our military equipment from Iraq in 2010 to 2012. Under her leadership, the planning solutions team planned and executed corporate events, ranging from large-scale conferences, inspirational workshops, to intimate fundraising events. Her expertise includes financial and contract management, production management, and program logistics. As an event planner, her focus is ensuring that her client can enjoy their moment while she manages the event seamlessly and effortlessly. Tia enjoys sharing her passion for project management and organizational management at conferences, on podcasts, and during training workshops. Tia, welcome to our podcast, and thank you for joining me. Thank you, Marie, for having me here. I'm super excited. Well, based on your background, we could talk about a number of things because you have a variety of experiences in various industries and you've used your skill set in a number of ways. Speaking to that, we still are going through the pandemic and it has forced each of us to look at what our skill set is. Do we need to retool? Do we need to upskill ourselves to be marketable? How has the pandemic affected the way that you do business? Uh, good question. As you mentioned earlier, I am a relationship person. I am a people person. I like that FaceTime and I like building something with my clients. So one of the ways I've been impacted is I no longer have in-person collaborative meetings with my client with my team, even though we do it virtually, it's just not the same as being face-to-face in person. So I would say with my client, the impact to that of not having that FaceTime to have these collaborative sessions is I feel like it's impacting my ability to effectively build trust, to show that I'm committed to be present and to be engaged. And without this interaction with the So I say the project that I'm on now, one of the expectations was I would be able to be at the client site, have interaction with those individuals who will be the recipients 
of the project outcome that I'm actually working on. So we're developing a program for the associates. And during the scope of work planning, the expectation was I would have an opportunity to walk the halls, to talk to these associates and do some requirements gathering from them. And based on that, make any adjustments that I need to do with my program planning. So that interaction is not there that we were hoping to get. It did not impede upon the development of the program and the expected project outcome, but it was just something we were looking forward to. As it relates to my team, it's a team of six of us, we would be in a room together and we would have, I guess I would call it these impromptu interactions where we have quick conversations and we're overhearing something that's important that's mentioned off the cuff and helping us all with the work that we're doing. So we don't get that opportunity to do that anymore. And with my team, it impacted how I can track productivity. There's a trust that need to be built there when you're working in a virtual environment now. You trust that your team is getting the work done and supporting the project and the project task and meeting those deliverables. But not having that true FaceTime, sometimes it can be challenging to track that productivity. And then also not even being able to track how my team is doing physically. We all know this pandemic have impacted us all in multiple ways. So if I had that time to be with them and having that FaceTime, I can see if they're fatigued, if they're stressed (laughs) and what they're trying to accomplish on a project. So and then lastly, I'll say me personally, that's really impacted me is I feel like I no longer have work life balance. (laughs) (laughs) I think we all can say that. (laughs) Exactly. I no longer have a set start time. I no longer have a set in time. And occasionally I have found myself making project commitments that require me to work on the weekends. And that's not balancing pretty well. That's not balancing at all. So yeah, so that's how I think uh, I've been impacted on how the way I do business in this new environment that we're in now. I'm glad that you said that. I am experiencing or I have experienced the same thing. And since the pandemic, I have tried to faithfully limit any type of work on the weekends and during the evenings because being on lockdown, I was like, I should be able to get my work done during the regular day. But I do understand I do not always stay to that new policy for myself. And it's always getting back to some type of sense of balance between the work and the social life. But I applaud you for continuing to even help your clients and employees. Now, my second question, it was going to go into something that you've already addressed, and that's assisting clients and employees during this pandemic, and especially when the original orders have to be adjusted because of the situation. Now, you bounce back very quickly in terms of, okay, I just have to shift. One of the areas, I heard you mention stress, but... Have you found that you have had to assist your employees and your clients with distractions due to the extra responsibilities that they have taken on? How have you incorporated that into your projects? Absolutely. How I address that 
with my client and also with my team. You know, as a project manager, one of the things that's huge for me is managing from a project schedule. So a lot of times what I find I have to do now is revisit that project schedule, revisit the project requirements, and then identify any constraints. So with the client, uh, we have these sessions that I share with them the project schedule, and they share with me if there's any changes with the company goals or the project expectations. And if those things have changed, then let's revisit the schedule and see how we can make any adjustments to the project, to the expected outcome, and how we can get those realigned to those goals that perhaps have changed. Also, during this time and having these conversations with the client, I then take a look if I have to do any resource leveling, if I have to start balancing the demand for resources. So I've seen that happen a lot as well. And then for my team, I do the same thing. We meet weekly and I'm reviewing a project schedule with them, revisiting our requirements, revisiting the deliverables and hearing from them if there's any challenges. And if we have to make those adjustments, we talk about those adjustments to be made. And I take that back to the client and rebaseline and just rebaseline the schedule. And, you know, I want them to feel comfortable to let me know. I cannot meet this requirement. I can't meet this deadline. Give me the reason why and I'll support them and just have that open conversation with the client. And that goes back to that relationship building. I built a good relationship with the client where they trust me. And if I'm asking for the schedule to be re-baselined, I give them the reason why it needs to be baselined. And if it's not impacting anything on a critical path or anything that supports or could impact their goals, normally I get a good response from the client with that by doing things like that. So again, back to just the way I address it, revisit the project schedule, revisit the requirements, see if there is any realignments that need to be had. And, you know, we go forth and do that. Okay. And providing your example, one of the things that I noticed you were using, I call it the systematic approach to project management. You're very in sync and detailed about how you go through a process. Now with that, I wanted to go a little deeper into project management and you've been in that field for a while. Where do you see the field of project management going in the future and what are some of the challenges and how do you plan to address them? Good question. One of the things I did is I'm a member of the PMI and I'm constantly on in my dashboard and I'm reading up from the PMI what's happening in the project management world. And surprisingly, they said that by 2027, that employers are still going to need project managers. They're still going to be about, I think they said 88 million people in project-related roles. And the demand is global for project managers. It's increasing. So that was good to hear because, you know, of course, project management can be the methodology is used in all industries. So when I think about where is project management going in the future and what happened to us in this pandemic, I call it the new normal. So I, I look at it like project management. Our new normal is how do we manage virtual teams? A project manager needs their team. 
They need the support of their team. In my case, you know, I did a lot of technical projects, so I needed the support of those technical resources. And sometimes those resources were abroad here locally, but now we are moving towards there's a good possibility that your virtual team is remote work, there are remote teams and there's these virtual workforces that will be in place to help the project delivery. One of the things you have to realize, the customer is affected by this new normal as well. Yes. They are going through some changes. So then you go, well, how do I address that? How do I address as a project manager the challenges of my client in the new normal and the direction of where we're going, the challenge of my team? And I think first you just have to embrace the fact that when this is all over and you have these remote projects, you have these remote workforces and you have these virtual teams, that this new normal is a good thing. And how do you describe or how do you show is a good thing is you still meet the requirements of the project. You still, you know, meet delivery of your deliverables and you ease their minds that the project will still be successful. You perhaps create a project team of talented individuals that have experience with being very productive and effective in the work home environment and executing project requirements and deliveries. And you can get the best workers now. You know, we talk about that balance thing. You can still get the best of your workers now without having to bring them on site to work. Costs can go down while productivity goes up and it can still be a win-win situation. And more importantly, with this new normal and the direction of project management, I believe project managers are going to become excellent communicators, because that's going to be critical. Very critical. I liked when you brought up the virtual teams. I've been in a virtual environment, uh, I want to say a good 20 years, but we've never had a situation like this. And when the pandemic started, I noticed that I had to, I'm looking for the word, I don't want to say reschedule. I had to adjust my relationships with other individuals. And it seemed that it was individuals who were not used to working virtually. And at first I was trying to figure out why is this relationship different? And I was looking inward, like what could I do or what have I done to affect this situation? And then I realized it was more on the other person because in many cases they were not accustomed to communicating and problem solving and troubleshooting. And when you're virtual, sometimes you can't pick it up, even if you're on a Zoom session. So it wasn't until I had a number of times and then it dawned on me, these people are still adjusting to the new way of work. And that can be difficult at times. And it sounds like, you know, you picked up on that really quickly and was able to readjust what you were doing to meet their needs, your clients and your employees' needs. Exactly. That's to be commended. You know, I've been doing a lot of the um, software development projects, IT projects, where I've had team members where we had to go through the, um, uh, what do they call it? Outsourcing. We outsourced to other countries and things like that. So you would make adjustments for those team members on when you have your meetings and things like that. So you're already used to some component of your team members being virtual. But now it's folks right down the street from you, right in your own backyard and everyone's virtual. And how do you now support them? Because this is new for folks, not to mention those individuals that are trying to manage a project and work on a project. And now they have to homeschool. Yes. Yes. My hat's off to those individuals. They've been awesome. 
Right. It's almost like adding the personal into the professional side of your life and having to use the same skill set. I always have to remember that I may be talking to someone that is in that situation. So it's not business as usual, and I can't expect people to do things the way that I do them. But it's being empathetic and compassionate about what is occurring in our society and just trying to help each other along the way. It is time for a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back. At American Public University, we believe quality education must be more affordable. That's why, as a leader in online higher education, we focus on minimizing costs and maximizing return on learner investment. And we believe higher education must be more accessible. So our online programs start every month. American Public University. Within reach, without limits. Learn more at AmericanPublicU.com. Welcome back. I'm speaking today with Tia Jackson about project management. Now, you and I have worked on some projects, and I think we have similar styles. And I would consider you as someone who may have entered project management from the administrative side. Our project management programs at our institution were originally on the IT side, but With the School of Business, there were a number of students who were like, we don't want the technical side. We want to know project management from the administrative side. And most of the people that I know, they started on the administrative side and then eventually went over to the tech side. What is the difference between administrative and IT project management? The textbook says, you know, administrative project management focuses on the basically the administrative task of the project, like managing all the aspects of the project budget, um, handling the reporting and analyzing project progress. So in my experience and where I started and the support I received as a project manager as well, the project administrator supports the project manager. They're a real key member of the project team because they have to have good analytical skills, a good understanding of the project management methodologies, great computer and computer application skills. They are almost the brain of the project. So that administrative project management that supports the project manager pretty much kind of hold things together. It takes a lot of things off the plate of the project manager to handle some of those administrative things. Like I said, managing um, budget, support the development of status reports and presentations that that project manager has to do. And I've had some great project administrators supporting me on projects that It was almost like I couldn't have done it without these individuals. So they are key members of the success of the project. Okay. And that's good to know. And that's information that we could share with our career services. Because a lot of times that question will come up. And I know there's a quick, logical way to explain it. And I think you've provided that for me. And I will share that with our career services team. Yeah, because that's usually the next step. When I look at it, when I look at the career path of just being in project management, 
and I've helped and mentored folks along the way is they start as that project administrator, handling the, the administrative part, and then they move to a project manager, and then the next phase would be to a program manager. So that's how I've mentored a lot of my project administrators that have now moved on to be project managers and program managers, and that's just a career path that I took as well because that project administrator is really, really... They're almost like junior project managers. And so that next career would be from a project administrator to a project manager. And of course, the technical piece and how I got into a technical project manager is, you know, that project manager has that technical knowledge, that expertise, the competencies, in addition to just general project manager responsibilities, having an understanding of the agile software or scrum management with some of the others, financial modeling and performance tracking. So they have that relevant understanding of relevant technologies and architecture to support the project. And that helps when you have projects where you're doing hardware and software installations and upgrades and site maintenance and software development life cycles. So as a technical project manager, it's beneficial when it comes to planning and scheduling during the execution phase. And even when communicating to your project stakeholders that are non-technical, that you have that technical knowledge that you can have the ability to just kind of report back to your project stakeholders and you yourself have an understanding of what's going on technically and be able to relay that information over to your project stakeholders who are non-technical. Okay. I also hear from um, individuals who are currently doing administrative assistant work that this is a, a logical career path for them to take. And as I mentioned, I know so many people who were administrative assistants who are now project managers. And I think they took similar steps to what you just recommended a person who wants to make that career transition. Exactly. Because I started out when I was working at the DuPont company, I was the administrator. I was the secretary in the program management office. And one day I went into one of the program managers office and I said, you know, I'm interested in what you do. And basically he became my mentor. And as I did my secretarial work, he mentored me on how to manage a project. <laughs> and it all started from there. Okay, great. That's a little tip as well. You know, sometimes if you want to do something different, you have to do things differently. And you took the chance of approaching someone and said, in addition to my regular duties, would you be willing to work with me so that I could become better skilled at something else? So I think that's a good tip too, in addition to just going through the progress of getting to that project management. Now, I've known you for probably about 15 years. And when I read your bio, I was like, when did she do this? <laughs> <laughs> and it dawned on me, I think it's been since you've moved down into the DMV area. Now everything makes sense after you explained it to me. And, and that leads to my next question. We have some programs now in the School of Business. And when we introduce them for approval, a question came up that I even had myself, and that was why, why are we introducing project management and DOD, Department of Defense Project Management, as different degrees? How come they wouldn't be in the same program? And the feedback that we were getting from prospective students in terms of what their interest was, as well as 
practitioners who participate on our industry advisory boards, they basically were saying there is a difference and this is why. And I think because I am not in that field, I just took their word for it. But you and I are friends, so I think you can break down for me. Is there a difference in the preparation and why is there a difference? Yes, yes. Project management in Department of Defense. It is the way you manage a program. It's very structured. The DOD have set processes and the ways you do things that's much different than in the private sector. Okay. Yeah. You must follow these set processes. There's a certain way you develop your project schedule. There's a certain way you provide statuses. Of course, I've been in a lot of the software development projects. So in the software development projects, there's these gateways you have to go through before you can move on to the next phase of your project. There's a certain way you engage with your stakeholders. I would say, you know, kind of sum it up. In the DOD, there's well-defined policies and processes the way you must do project management. They also offer a, um, they have a defense acquisition university. It's a place where you can go and take online classes that you can learn about all these processes to be successful as a project manager in the government. And this university is available to all government employees and all consultants that are supporting a government entity. Okay. Well, that is very good information to know. I'm glad we will have this session recorded because I will share it with a number of people. And I like the fact that you told me the difference between the Department of Defense from the private sector, because that's where most of the questions were coming from. Also, you talked about the Department of Defense, but would it be safe to say, and I heard you allude to the government, that it's like if you do project management in government in any of the departments, is that safe to say? Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would say, yeah, yep. it would be, because right now the project I'm working on is with the VA. So I would say it's the federal government. I'm actually uh, developing a program. I developed this one training that's actually titled Program Management in the Federal Government. So I'm outlining, you know, as managing a program in the federal government, yeah, there are certain processes and procedures you have to follow. So, yeah, you're right. It's just not the DOD. It's federal government as a whole. Okay, great. Tia, I want to thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your expertise. It's been a pleasure. I think you've clarified some points on the field, and I think many of our listeners will enjoy the advice as well as the tips that you have shared with us. Thank you so much for having me. I, I'm glad that I was able to be a part of this. I was glad I was able to share some of my experiences and things to help everyone as we all move into this new normal in 2021. So thank you again for having me. This has been great. I hope that I was able to shed some light on some things for everyone that is listening. And i uh, super excited about the next phase of project management because I believe it's going to continue to evolve as we move forward. Yes, I'm looking forward to see the changes that occur as well. And I hope you have a lot of success with what I call your governing organization, PMI, Project Management Institute, 
I think they're going to be as big as some of the other mainstay professions, such as human resources with the Society for Human Resource Management. I put project management on that level. It's a growing field. So many people have interest and the skill set can be used in various industries. And I think that's going to be one of its mainstays. Absolutely. Yes. We have been speaking with Tia Jackson. This is Marie Gould Harper thanking you for listening to our podcast today. Have an amazing day. For more information about our university, visit us at studyatapu.com. APU. American Public University.